0: This is a podcast from Rover. Anyway, I feel like this is long enough and I look forward to (laughs) learning about other people's shithole destinations around the globe. And to those heading to Broome, don't. Or if you live up there, Godspeed. (laughs) (laughs) While everyone else has buggered off, we haven't. Jay and Dunk's summer of Not For Radio. Hello there, welcome to Not For Radio, the summer edition, 4th of January, good to have you with us, Gordon McInnes, uh, great message from him, I've been meaning to um, read this one out, and it's for car enthusiasts, this one, and then we'll get on to a bit of shit chat about first cars and stuff, because... We've both got some funny stories off the back of it. Now, he, gives, he says, A yarn for you, lads. I was a self-confessed boy racer, but would only race on, quarter, on a quarter mile against mates or people. Who is this guy? He's from fucking Fast and Furious. What are you, Vin Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> only race quarter mile at a time. Um, or people yeah, I live who, my life quarter mile at a time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, or people who thought they could beat me. So anyway, my two mates had more money than me. One of his parents brought him uh, to the showroom to buy a brand-new Subaru Subaru WRX STI, the Turbine one. And the other mate bought a brand-new RX-8 from the showroom. He's got rich friends. Yeah, Both quick cars. <laughs> yeah, which left me keeping up short. So I stripped a car for a mate. And He gave me the engine and gearbox and wiring loom, etc. So I built a car in my driveway to beat them. Sick, what a legend! Yeah, it was a stripped out two seater car that had the world famous CX20 XE engine. Engine designed by Cosworth, it's 150 brake horsepower, um, standard. So I did a few mods as you do, and it ended up being about 200 brake horsepower. I beat a lot of cars in it due to the uh power to weight, yeah, power to rate, weight ratio which all the drag drivers would understand. Well, I dragged both cars for the win. And since then, their so-called mates have stopped speaking to me. <laughs> and the old stocky's not cutting the mustard. <laughs> the thing is, they helped me build the drag car as they said, no no way it'll beat us. But as uh, I said, I uh, dragged their asses down the quarter mile and I won with a serious gap in great times. Forgot to say, the 2-litre 16-valve engine ended up in an Opel Corsa Hence the power to weight ratio, uh, which is a, what's that? Like a Holden Astra yeah. the equivalent, I think, for the Kiwi and Aussie um, listeners. The thing blew off the speeder at 160 mile an hour and was still able Shack. to accelerate past the 160 mile an hour in the clocks. Incredible. That's impressive. I've got a, a
1: real uh, respect for for people that are that mechanically inclined, particularly uh, young bucks, I think it was something that just went absolutely begging, probably in the 80s. Like prior to that, people used to do, in New Zealand in particular, before the advent of Japanese imports, a lot of people had motorcycles, a lot of people had cars, and everything was quite expensive. So everyone was fairly mechanically minded and would work on all their own shit. But now, it's just kind of like take it somewhere and, and plug it in. My old boy, when he was 14, uh, lived rural. He grew up on a farm as well and drove past. He was a Morrie fowl. Morris Minor, you know, they just looked like a kind of like a, Vita beetle but bigger. Mm. Uh, people that love Morris would be like, fuck it, fucked. It's not, it's nothing like it. <laughs> anyway, so he dragged it out of the next door neighbor's paddock, said to him, How much do you want for? It? The next door neighbor goes, You'll be doing me um, you'll be doing me a service taking this thing out. And the old boy had a he grew up on the farm that had a big implement shed, concrete floor, uh, and a working pit so that you could go in underneath it because one, like his my
0: like like granddad his. had that in his shoes. Yeah. Fucking cool. Oh, sick. It
1: was real common. Yeah. And then they just, for whatever reason, disappeared. He chogs He's always s- fall into them, and they'd always fucking jammed in like all
0: the oil down there. <laughs> so much easier doing an oil change with one of those. Instead of putting your jack under the side of the car and rolling under it, wondering if, at what point you're going to lose your life instead of spending yeah. $130 on an oil change. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. On a, on a gravel driveway on a slope. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so he got this. He got this there, Stripped it, basically um, sandblasted it back to bare metal, primed the whole thing up, and would work as a fourteen-year-old. As a like, think of a fourteen-year-old kid that you know now, and just tell me that they would even come fucking close to this. Self-taught, no internet, basically bought a manual from a service station and started building this thing back up. He got a flathead V-eight engine to put into it and then after a while was like the flathead's just not cutting it so he got a 350 Chev and he had to cut the chassis rails if you're not into cars this would be a shit chat but cut the chassis rails at the front and squeeze it out he made his own basically sway bars so that it you know, wouldn't twist the car out Pinch this pinch the frame, jammed this thing in it, and cut the firewall back, basically put the pedals on the floor because that's how much space this thing took up. Mm. And it went like the fucking clappers. Heated up and cut his own springs so that it would be it would be sweet. And then this is over the space of like three or four years. And then when he was about seventeen, he's like, Right, I'm heading off to the UK. So he sold it to this bloke who just fucking chopped the power pole in half, literally halfway up the power pole, coming like round the roads and in oh the back of Tiarua.
0: Do I need to ask how he feared out of that?
1: Yeah, sweet, because the thing was bomb proof. so he just fucking pegged a power pole in half and ended up in someone's paddock and walked away from it like, fuck. Was well, that a wooden power pole too? Yeah. Fuck, they're the ones you
0: don't want to hit, eh? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, the um that was lost on me.
0: What can you – I understand how they get there. Like, I've had mates that have been like that growing up, and because it's – kind of the like the not knowing and then pulling something apart and then figuring out how it works yeah. people get a real kick out of that and then obviously putting it back together again and being like fuck yeah I'll put it back together and it still works Yeah, um, I did a little bit of that and I reckon that was due to the fact that if you don't have money, or or you'd rather spend your money on piss, uh, yeah, <laughs> then you'll learn how to do something cheaper. Like I changed the gearbox in a Honda Civic. I mean, I was this is when I lived in Auckland. Um, what else did I do? I and that was off YouTube. There was a twenty-minute video on how to change uh, the gearbox in an EK Honda Civic. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'll give this a go. Managed it, sweet as. I think I just bought the gearbox for two hundred and twenty bucks. I'll trade me. Imagine how much I would have got charged if I went to the mechanics for that. Yeah, well, that
1: was that was back in the day. We did three engine replacements on an Escort that I had using the front-end loader of our, of our tractor. Yeah, me. Yeah, and it was on a dirt floor shed at the farm. Like, it was always fucking messy. I and did, then it eventually ended up being a, like a Fred Flintstone car, like the, all the floor plans rusted out of it. But that same thing, like, that's, that's how I learnt how to do soldering and wiring because you'd
0: get some shitty reactor subs and a couple of 6 bonines irons. A couple, mate. I had six in the Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> Going the wrong (laughs) one so I could squeeze them in on the parcel tray. Fuck yeah. Structural integrity gone. (laughs) There was a kid, yeah, don't worry about that. There was a kid at our um, high school that turned up one day, you know, when everyone's trying to do modifications to their cars growing up and they're like, fuck, I'm going to put some tints on to them myself, get the credit card out and make it. Who has a credit card? (laughs) just uh, just just library card? Just getting a a couple of bits of PVC
1: pipe. I'm going to cut them out and make some, you know, just spoiler kit around the whole thing. Just fucking bog the shit out of it. It just looks like a wedding cake it was a bloke, made by a weirdo
0: bloke called Zane turned up not even lined with a milo you know the big like milo tins yep with a real big one and as a an ex- chrome exhaust <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I was like oh bro sick he's like yeah thanks <laughs> yeah, it
1: the number of people that just cut their exhausts off just before the muffler and we be like
0: rah, rah. man they were so loud eh mm. I mean, we chatted about First cars before I think I was buying My sister's cars But the Honda Civic Was just the Yeah that was my first car That was The real pride and joy for me I bought a 67 XR
1: Station Wagon Which was like Something off the set Of Once Were Warriors All like uh, prime it up, but you know, black and grey, like you know, like not camo. Just I can't believe your parents let you drive around in there. Well, I didn't drive around in it for long. Uh, <laughs> so I, I grabbed it and was like, "I'm going to strip this bad boy down. This is going to be hard, real man. It's going to be, it's going <laughs> to be grease landing. Parked in the shed, stripped the whole thing apart, started fucking grinding shit off, and then got bored and was like, nah, "I can't be fuck with that anymore. Oh, now it's grease not working ever again. Yeah, and then it's, yeah, it got sold to the next neighbour on the farm next to us.
0: Uh, I'm got a couple of um um reviews for you to wrap up today's podcast. Um and this one here uh, maybe you can read the first one actually yeah. it's from Roger Spartacus Antel. That's a cigar's name Roger. He went to a pub and decided to write a review because he was wasn't too pumped with how it rolled mm. out and uh, and Roger's from Wales. Uh should we say the name of
1: the should we say the name of the the place? No, maybe not.
0: Okay, so this is from a
1: local pub here in Wales. Wales, Wales. Wales. Okay, had a meal here this evening We arrived and were promptly seated to any table we liked From the three staff who grunted at us when we arrived mm-hmm. Finding a seat next to the bar We then waited in the hope of a drink or even God forbid a menu To no avail At risk of disrupting their chats or gins I approached the bar Where I was informed that the menus are over there somewhere I ordered some soft drinks And then got ready to explore the back room for the menu And there they were, a laminated piece of A4 glistening in the moonlight. I took them back to our table, then thought, there, where are the drinks? Looking up, I saw them on the bar, waiting for me to collect them. (laughs) It was going well. Assuming that I uh, would have to order at the bar, and yes, I was right, I approached the bar to disturb them yet again. Apparently the wife is away, so limited menu. Maybe should have told us that when we arrived, but hey-ho, two pies, Barman, don't spare the horses. <laughs> Two pies. Is this nickname for him? <laughs> no, that's all I've got. Oh. Thank God the wife hadn't taken the microwave because food was quickly delivered. She may ha- have to leave some instructions next time though because the pies arrived hotter than the service of the sun. <laughs> also had a hard crust on both, which I imagine is hard to do. Well, I never managed it. But at least they were both consistent, so credit where credit is due. No one came to ask how's the meal or even clear the plates away. So all in all, we seated ourselves, found our own menu, condiments, and cutlery, collected our own drinks. <laughs> the only thing we didn't do was wash the plates, to be fair. <laughs> and it was a, that was touch and go if we'd stayed long <laughs> if we'd stayed any longer. Honestly, one of the worst dining experiences I've ever had, do not go to this pub. I will never go back or recommend it to anyone, even if they're awful.
0: Isn't it funny? Because my head goes, see, all that stuff, I'm like, eh, you know, fuck. People have got different expectations of what to expect from a pub. I just go, I bet they're good day drinkers. I wouldn't mind day drinking People that supposed to be working <laughs> drinking gins. <laughs> <laughs> I, depending on what it is,
1: like there is expectation, particularly – Overseas when there's, there's tipping involved mm. Man there's night and day And, and you're brutalising And my in-laws are just Whoa. And they'll make Because if you In the States particularly If you're like Oh here's 10% They'll come back And like And front you And just go uh, What was the problem? Like how did you not communicate this to me during the service? It's like, well, we tried. We tried to, but you were just fucking miserable. So there you go, ten percent. And I like get the fuck out of my restaurant. Oh man, such an awkward. Awful- yeah. I to just do sit there, here. just doing the old imaginary golf swing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
0: here's one from one of our snipers, Dylan Hampton. He sent this through. All right, team, let's call this segment "Shit Places Not to Visit." So roughly 12 months ago, the decision was made to spend Christmas in Broome in Western Australia.
1: Great place. Mother of Pearl shows galore.
0: For those who are unaware, Broome, take a map of Australia, cut it into thirds, and the left piece of the pie is Western Australia. The northern part uh, of the cut is like the fucking Carolina Reaper of the world. <laughs> As if the lower part, aka Perth, wasn't hot enough, let's add 400% humidity. <laughs> I shit you not, as soon as you walk outside, your dirty dogs fog up like the inside windows on the panel van on that beautiful night back in 1960 when your mum and dad took a ride up the hill and dad had a twinkle in his eye. (laughs) (laughs) To say this place is like an oven is too polite. It's more like a fucking air fryer on high heat, and if you thought you could head down to the ocean to cool down, eh, wrong. Unless you feel like getting eaten by, that's right, fucking saltwater crocodiles or stung to death by lethal jellyfish. (laughs) That's okay. Let's head down to the hotel swimming pool. If you're expecting that refresh refreshing, cool swimming pool to cool you down, you guessed it, eh, nah, <laughs> bowl. You could cook a pack of Migoree noodles in this shit. <laughs> Back to the hotel room. At least we have aircon. Well, remember when we said we went at Christmas? Well, that's when people shut up shop, right? Yep. Even the aircon couldn't take the heat in this hellhole, and now we were stuck with no aircon, no and no staff to fix the issue. Let's head into town and again, nicey cold bevy, eh? Did I also mention this is one of those places that has a wet season or a cyclone season? What this means is, my pedigree chums, is 95% of everything shuts down in the town, leaving you with fuck all to do except wander the empty streets of the air fryer. <laughs> if you want a cushy job, I'll tell you what to become. A weather reporter for broom. Monday. Hot as fuck. Tuesday, hot as fuck. Wednesday, you guessed it, hot as fuck. 40 degrees, but with the humidity, it actually feels like 85 degrees. The only two things you could do in the wet season of Vindaloo Town is ride the dirty and stinky fucking fucking camel or go to the alligator park. But at this point... I feel like it would have just been easy to jump the fence at the alligator park and end it all right now. Anyway, I feel like this is long enough and I look forward to learning about other people's shithole destinations around the globe. And to those heading to Broome, don't. Or if you live up there, Godspeed. <laughs> What a you'd great be, human
1: You'd be in the UK right now And you will be staring out the window And i will be pissing with rain And you would have seen Fucking 20 minutes of daylight And you're like You know what Fucking broom doesn't sound that bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> On that note uh, Have an absolute ripping rest of your day It's been wonderful to join you We'll be back tomorrow With another Not For Radio The Summer Edition In the, summertime, when the weather is hot. Not For Radio Summer
1: Edition